Oh man, the energy is high. Mm-hmm. Huh? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. We back. We back. We back. <laughs> back with another episode. It feels good. It feels like we never left. Hello. <laughs> man, this year's gonna be amazing. Is yeah. man, listen. When do you stop saying happy new year? Cause I, I said it I last know. episode. So it's like, do I still and if you say New Year's, shame on you. <laughs> shame. Oh, yeah, man. I don't know. You but d- happy New Year. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know, but happy New Year. You ducked out, man. You know what I'm saying? Because I got on my rich auntie vibes. I see it. I it's see very it. much a vibe. Is that all you? Is that <laughs> everything much. from the boutique? Ex- except the Scoobies. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> My brother got those for me for Christmas one oh, year. Yeah, I guess you didn't need socks. No, no not this time. I keep these in the car, actually. <laughs> yeah, no, yes. I have on the day or night set and mm-hmm. our tab uh, reversible puffer vest. Okay, okay. You got to tune in. Rich Auntie is, is, uh, yes. is, is doing her thing right now. Yes. <laughs> the Rich Uncles are in the building, okay? It's real rich in here, man. Speaking, real rich. Speaking of rich, if you've been feeling down, welcome to another episode of the Keep It Up With The Podcast. I am not doing the intro that crazy anymore. I may have to put some music on there or something. What? I feel like it was given very mellow. I feel like it was given. You know why I'm here. Yeah. <laughs> you know why I'm here. Let me let me bring myself in again. Okay. You know. Spin the yeah. DJ run yeah. that back. <laughs> you were feeling down. You are now listening to the Keep It Uplifting podcast. Period. Yeah, yeah. We got a we got a good show for you mm-hmm. today. I appreciate you all for listening. Uh, I want to start it. I'm gonna start it off with this. I was gonna hold on to it, but I want to start it off with this. I can't hear the hand. Oh, and I thought I was gonna start this off right. You are. Let me run that back. Let me run that back. We have a, we have a technical difficulties. I want to know. Let me see. Let me see. Do, 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 do. Play is mess up. <laughs> Play is mess up. Do, 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 do. Okay, so while you're doing that, yeah, do you have a um, overall goal for 2023? Uh, One word. Uncomfortable. Ooh, I like it. Yeah, you you obviously didn't listen to uh, my first episode. I know it posted on January 8th. I do know that, but I I did not listen to it. But I do know, I remember yeah. hearing like the first like 20 seconds of it. But uh, yeah. 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 I was just, uh, you know, I was recapping a little bit. But okay. um, this year is about being uncomfortable. And I want to be un- as uncomfortable as I've been, as I've ever been in my life. And mm. I've been in some very... <laughs> Very, very <laughs> uncomfortable, unwar- un- unwanted situations. But okay, um, every time that's happened to me, there's always been exponential growth. Mm, okay, and I'm looking for that this year. I wanna, I wanna get out of my shell. I wanna do things I've never done before. I wanna meet more people. 
Uh, I feel like, you know, 2020 kept us in the house. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Um, I want to experience new things. I want to have more experiences. I feel like I feel as if I have so many stories to tell just based upon a month of being gone away from home. And I don't think it. I have to travel to Florida to do that. You know, I could just go outside. You know, I'd be outside. Right. Right. And, and, you know, and actually being outside, being in places where things are going on, mm-hmm. being at more, um, you know, podcasting events or just influencer creator events. Mm-hmm. I want to meet people who are like minded. Mm-hmm. I want to meet people that uh, I can learn something from. Right. Like n- not as not that I'm not learning from my circle now, but I feel like there's so much more untapped information that you can only get in person. Right. You know, I was just telling you before we started that I deleted Instagram. And I just said to myself I was going to delete Instagram for a week. Mm-hmm. And I've been the most productive I've been <laughs> in a very... And I never thought it was Instagram. I thought it was TikTok. Mm-hmm. But with TikTok, I posted a lot more. That's why I had so many followers. When I get on Instagram, you know, I post a story here and there. I really don't give that much to the platform anymore. And until I come up with a strategy, I just said, you know, maybe I'll take a little bit of time off. Okay. And it's uh, leaps and bounds, man, leaps and bounds. But I'm really trying to get to a a point where I get up early and this is just for me. So if it doesn't work for you, right. You know, don't judge me for it. But a lot of people don't work the way they say they work. Right. And I'll, I'll give you an example. There's this guy named Tim. He's big on TikTok. Uh, Tim, hold on what Tim's name is. Uh, Tim, I can't find it. Chonciano or something. I can't. uh, Tim, I'll I'll try to put you in the the actual notes of the show. But pretty much Tim goes, he has his wake up early. I'll get away from his wake up early thing. Tim wakes up at... Tim is working 12 hours and 30 minutes a day. Mm-hmm. Okay. So on average in 2020, he slept five hours and 30 minutes. This is the pandemic. He was still working, mm-hmm. right? Still getting tested every day and showed the whole process. Showed in 2021. He almost has like a million followers. Uh, look in the notes or even in the details of of the, the comments here for YouTube. Um, I'm going to put, put Tim in here because he's been a huge inspiration to me. So Okay. I love that. But he's spending time with his family. So I want to, I'm going to run this down for you very quickly. Okay. Um, four to five 30 AM. Uh, so that's one and a half hours. So he wakes up at four. He's working out, working out or walking. Okay. Right. He says he likes to work immediately before he starts to work out or anything because it relieves his anxiety. Mm-hmm. So he's like a big executive for marketing at a, a big firm too. Okay. Okay. So he has a he has a really big boy job. So he needs to like check to, email. Right. I understand that. Mm-hmm. Right. So he say gets up, immediately gets to work, knocks his anxiety out. Then he goes walk workout. Right. Um, eight thirty to six, he's at work. So I believe the travel time from. Oh, like getting ready for work, breakfast, 5.30, waking mm-hmm. up his daughter. Mm-hmm. He always has, you know, getting breakfast, all of that, kissing his wife, boom, catching a train, travel to work. Now he's at work, 8.30 to 6, working. 
Um, and he works on a train too. So then he says 6 p.m. to 9, what, 9.30 is working? Or No, oh, no, 8 to 9.30. I'm butchering this right now. 8 to 9.30, I think it's a uh, workout time or something like that. But pretty much he was saying, uh, so workout a walk is an hour and 30 minutes. Family, morning, and dinner, hour and 30 minutes. Commute, hour and 30 minutes, 45 minutes each way. And just between sleep and work. He says, uh, how I roll is what he has. I multitask all the time, probably too much. I try to have many me- as many meetings as possible. I work on commutes. I look to use all free time for self-improvement. This guy's like 40-something. I spend too much time planning, uh, comma, overthinking content, but need to be better at making quicker, more useful content. Mm-hmm. So I don't, I'm not going to do it to the T, but mm-hmm. um, then he has like how he started waking up early. He said his wife used to work at 2.30 in the morning. So he used to, you know, walk into her car or whatever. And then that got him up and then he would wake up at 5.30. And then he said they had the kid and mm-hmm. so he needed extra time. So then that got him waking up at four. Okay. And <clears throat> I just think that, you know, I woke up, I wake up about 6.30 between 5 and 6.30 every day. Mm-hmm. But I've been trying to get that the when when I hit the four o'clock, boy, I do be <laughs> you get tired. <laughs> but you know, push ups or a nap, perfect. But I wake up at four, I get to go to the gym, mm-hmm. I get to work, I'm working. So I've already gotten a head start on my job. Right. Right. So I've done my job, I'm preparing for meetings, uh, I've showered, I've done all that good stuff, and then breakfast then i'm ready then i'm ready for work and then i'm ready to be engaged in the meetings instead of worrying about the work that i have to do after i get out of the day full of meetings right and then you know um when it's time to cut out earlier or the meetings are done for the day i'm done for the day so now i can actually work on myself right i can work on myself i can work on my business and you know you got to get to work 10 you got to get to work I mean, you got to get to sleep 10 or 11 at night, but most of the time, what am I doing up late? Now, for some people, it may work for them to be up late. Mm -hmm. The one thing I will say is I've also developed a mindset of I don't stop until the work is done. Okay. I have literally not gone to sleep before because of that. Right. Because I was just like, no, this has to get done. Um, I have this list. I have this to-do list. Like, um. So that's your your word. My word is intention. Mm. Um so I it's so funny cuz like you said I'm more of a, a night owl than a morning person. Don't you wake me up early. We fighting. Like <laughs> <laughs> we fighting. I'm more of a um if I have to work a 9 to 5, I would prefer my 9 to 5 start at 10. <laughs> right. I, I, right. I would really prefer that. Um, but I'm someone that I, I would actually rather stay up late. Right. Mm. Um, because for me, I, I know I'm not a morning person. I know I'm not the person that can get up and hit the ground running. I'm more of uh, my day has started. And now that my day has started and my day is gone. Now it's like, 
Let's get to it. Like so, so you kind of get in a groove. Right. Like right. right. I'm not I'm not the person that can just get up. Now granted there are some times where because I may have something that I really want to do I'll get up. Like I'd be so mad at myself when I'd be booking them 6 a.m. flights sometimes. Like, <laughs> what are you telling? Like, sis, why I, did you do this? I always fly out on the 6 a.m. flights, man. Why? I, I hate it. I hate it. I hate it. But it's you get your whole day. Exactly. That's how I think. Like I get my whole day to wherever I'm at and my destination. And a lot of times, if you on vacation, you ain't getting that whole day. You going to chill because you got up early. And you're not going to get it in the way you thought you was going to yeah. get it in. Because you think, it depends on where you go, though. No, it ain't. Being over 30. <laughs> no. Cause, you be tired. No, because if, if I flew into, if I flew into Miami and I, I knew I was staying there for like five to seven days, when I touch down, I'm going in. But it's like. If I Me too. F- but in like, the room. This <laughs> week. <laughs> Take a nap. <laughs> but like if I fly to a resort and you know you do the travel and you do all of that and then you get in the resort. Eh, I'm, a, I'm, I'm going to, I'm going yeah. to sleep on a cabana. I'm going to get my free food, get my free drink. I'm taking a nap on the cabana. taking a quick nap. At the, <laughs> I may not even, and you think you're going to make it to the pool and you never make it? You're like, you know what? I'll go out there tomorrow. <laughs> Listen, that be me. I'm like, I am. And but then after that first day, that's yeah. why I always try to stay longer sometimes because I know, especially because I try to get morning flights, I know that first day is literally settling in. Yeah. And yeah. it's just like day travel settling, like, no. Nah. But um, so with my word being tensions, like I um I realize, and it's so crazy for me, um, so many things I recognize about myself, my space, my work habits, living habits, like just so many things. Like um, this year when my lease is up in my apartment, I'm going to move to a bigger space. Mm -hmm. Um, I realized working from home, having a boutique and living in the same space drove me low key crazy because I wasn't able to compartmentalize. Like I wasn't able to shut the door and like where he has to commute, right? Like right. to be able to decompress, like that I need that, right. right? So I realized like I need to be able to separate these things and like because now it's like I don't even want to go in my living room because I see my laptop, like, <laughs> yeah, like so, um, like so right now for me, when I get up like today, I was like I got to get up. I got to go out. I need to be productive. I need to do this. Right. Like right. for me, I'm, I've never been a homebody. Yeah. So working from home was, was tough for me. Right. So that transition. So now it's like, okay, um, now that I'm home one, I have to be very intentional about what I'm doing in the house. Like what time I get up, what time I go to bed, but I'm also very much like paying attention to how I feel yeah. and what my body feel because um, I do believe in pushing myself. I just don't believe in pushing myself over the edge. Right. So it's just like being very in tune. Like, okay, and am I? It's so crazy because I feel like um, <laughs> I feel like I. Well, I think it was you. We had this conversation about geniuses having conversations with themselves. Yeah. Like, but I, I, uh, I was like, I must be an amazing genius of all the conversations that I, I, I have. Have a question with for you though. You always talk about burnout and such a. Uh, such a passionate way. That's not the word I'm looking for. Such Ever. an experienced way. <laughs> you talk about it like I'm not. I'm never going to do this. Like you're so. You know. Um, you're so intentional about not burning out. But mm-hmm. 
But last year, you you um you felt burnt out and you did a lot of stuff. Mm-hmm. After you recovered, do you think your threshold for burning out is higher than it used to be? Um, I actually think it got lower because I realized that I had been burned out for so long. I just adapted to it. Like I learned to adapt. Like okay. I I knew I was burnt out and I was tired and I was this and I was that, but I just still kept doing it even though I literally was running on fumes. I just feel like when and and this is me being, you know, personally, I just mm-hmm. feel like the more I've gone through one, it it's a lesson, right? Like mm-hmm. I, I know how to navigate certain things a lot easier. Right. Right. But I really feel like it expands your capacity to handle more things in a quicker time. Uh. So so I can I hate multitasking, but I can do six or seven things at one time. Mm-hmm. Not as efficiently as I would like, but I know I can handle them now. And I wasn't able to handle that before I started doing certain things or before I went through those type of issues and challenges. Like there's mm-hmm. no more there's I, what I'll say is there's no more emotion. The The frustration that would come with handling so much at one time mm-hmm. is not there anymore. So I feel like my capacity is more. OK, Pers- I personally think my capacity is more not feel i i know that my capacity is more okay and so so i feel i I think that you know and i got killed last time i talked about being burnt out but (laughs) i really i really think that you can't get if you do more you can handle more and sometimes it's seamless now so something that would have taken you eight to twelve hours doesn't take you that eight to twelve hours anymore Mm. or you figured out how to how to either even delegate that task i was gonna say i i realized for me personally it wasn't so much as my capacity um change it was i learned what my capacity was okay right like and realizing like you don't think you have another gear though i'm uh, gonna no. get you to say it no i you don't. don't think you have a, you don't think you have to another go gear? harder you don't no you don't think you could go harder though no you don't think you could go harder i mean if i literally wanted to get burnt out again yeah no i don't but but let me let me say let me say that it's not that i don't think i can go harder i have a different capacity for different things now because i've delegated right Mm. like because of the fact that now like i handle a lot of things for like my mom right like my mom got in a car accident. You know, she wasn't able to do a lot of things. So now as she's transitioning to get better, I can now remove those things. So now I have more capacity to do something else because I no longer have to worry about that. So it's just like basically delegating to to like, it's basically like having, and for me personally, the three realms of my life, like right. personal, right. business, and then like work, Right. All three demanded so much of me, right. right? So I had to find a way to delegate the certain things that that allowed me to have more capacity. Like being in being in a workspace, it's it's not a different gear. Is because now if 
if I'm giving up certain things in my personal, right? Now right. I have more capacity to to handle my business. I don't feel so stressed out about work because my personal is not so demanding right now. Right. Or getting a different job that doesn't require to me to be so demanding. Now I can do more for my personal or my business. Like just being able to find the capacity for each thing and leverage and delegate those things differently. So it's it's not a um uh, go harder or a different gear is literally learning what which of these requires so much mm-hmm. and how to de- delegate which ones like okay if I know that I'm going to have a demanding job right like I know that I need my family to to handle these things because I'm not going to be able to do everything right you know what I mean like you'll get angst when your family call you because you know they want something right, right, like right. and you at work like oh my god it's about to be something I, I just I I feel like you you have more wisdom based upon what you went on, and that gives you more capacity to handle things. That's just that's just how that's I, just how I see I, it. I guess I can understand why you would think that being burnt out to me is an emotion, and it's it's an emotional connection to stress mm-hmm. and how you handle stress. Mm-hmm. And I feel that the more you go through certain stress. And if you get through it and you handle and you're able to handle that, it just gives you a different threshold for stress, which I feel being burnt out is. It's just a level of stress. Yeah, no. I understand what you're saying, but I don't agree. Fair enough. Anyway, let's <laughs> I found it. So okay. uh let me let me see if it's working now. And it's still not working. Not working. Wonder what happened. You broke. Get anything done. I hear it. So don't confuse movement with progress because you can run in place and not get anything done. So are you moving forward and who you're taking with you and how you made things better by the God given talent that you all have in whatever area? I love Denzel. Like, he's so just, <laughs> man, without, you know how people was talking about that whole. It would you get take fifty mil or have a conversation with Jay? Yeah, like Jay Z, like having a conversation with like somebody like Denzel. I think it was like five hundred thousand. Oh, whatever it was. Everybody would have took the fifty mil. <laughs> oh, I mean, <laughs> but you know what right, I'm saying? Right, like, right. like ha- those. And it's so funny that he used that example because as crazy as it sounds, I hate running on a treadmill because I feel like I'm not going anywhere. Mm. <laughs> like why am I running and I'm not going anywhere like that doesn't make logical sense yeah. to me like if I'm going to run at least I want to see my progress of me I want to see different things that right. I'm running right. why am I running in a place that, yeah. that, but that's just me like no that's, I, that's why I walk outside I also don't like running <laughs> put that out there but if I had to run I would rather <laughs> run outside like but no that's so dope because um People take um, the concept booked and busy, right? Mm-hmm. Like, oh, I'm booked and busy. Okay, you might be busy, but what kind of busy are right. you? Like, are you busy growing? Are you busy evolving? Are you busy building your business? Are you busy building your family, your legacy? Like, what what entails right. <laughs> that that time? Like, and then who you taking with you? And are you walking in your purse? Come Come on, yeah. Denzel. That's unk right there, right? 
Like that's my deep. I love, I love, 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 love that. That's that's why I, you know, I picked that clip, of course. But I always, I always want to work with someone. Mm-hmm. You know, like I, I always want to get a different set of eyes on things that I'm doing, a, mm-hmm. a second opinion, and of course, I'm I'm very uh, steadfast and and what I want to do. Like right. I know that I'm going this way. I know that this is the direction I'm taking. But hey, what do you think? Just in case, you know. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and a lot of people can be independent to a fault. You know, it's like um, I'm independent. I do this on my own. I got it out the mud. I would love for you know, I throw that rope in that mud because mm-hmm. me getting it out this mud is tough. Uh, can you pass me that again? <laughs> I'll take well, that in. Like the 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 whole notion that you know you've done everything yourself and you don't need any help is great is is great, but at the same time, it also just sounds stupid. It sounds very lonely. <laughs> yeah, and it's it's very selfish to me. Mm-hmm. I think if you have a talent that you can utilize to build something great for yourself, why wouldn't you add additional people to it? Mm-hmm. Right. And and that's the whole like that's just the whole hustle culture. And I, I'm talking about this word a lot because just like I said on last pod, I don't I believe that you hustle to build. Mm-hmm. You don't hustle to keep hustling. Absolutely not. Yeah. Like Jay Z don't keep Jay Z stop uh stop hustling making I'm a hustler. <laughs> but <laughs> he stopped making I'm a hustler a long time ago. But he stopped hustling a long time ago. Right. Facts. And- and and with that hustle, he learned how to now be strategic and well, and be intentional. Well, the funniest part is Jay wasn't going to rap, right? I do. I think I feel like I I that's, remember hearing that. That's uh, everybody's story. Is Jay was a hustler. He wasn't a rapper. Yeah, that was he was getting so much money, but he knew there was an end to that. There, right. there the end was it was near. Right, you know? right. Because that's what had got you know. If he wouldn't have went to rap, he would have ended up like Emery. You know who actually has a story that I truly am inspired by, and I love the fact that he's younger than me. Is little baby, like I don't know if you watch his um, documentary. Um, Never. Okay. Okay. Well, I I truly um, I watched. I want to say it was on Amazon. Mm-hmm. I think, but um, he was never going to be a rapper. Um, he yeah just, he did talk about that right he was that. never going to be a rapper right he that was never his intentions right. like um and just to hear him and i want to say I, I listened to something recently where he actually has like a production company that like he does a lot of things behind the scenes and and i feel like for someone so young as himself right like and for him to see he he says all his friends are on payroll Mm-hmm. Right, like, and and this goes to which, like, he's not running in place, right? right? He's right. moving forward, and he's taking the people that he wants to have with him, and he's being very smart and intentional about it. And sometimes, how, how do you know if you're running in place, right? If you don't have a different set of eyes on it. Mm-hmm. Um. So I had a mentor, um, a long time ago, and um. Uh, he gave me this word and it stuck with me. Like he said, when you're moving forward in life, mm-hmm. you should think of your life as you being on the train. Mm-hmm. Every so often you have to stop to make sure you're headed in the right direction. Mm. 
Okay, so okay. every time you stop, you know, if you rode the train, you look outside and you see what stop you're on. Right. Right. Like you hear the announcer say what stop you're on. You hear them say what the next stop is. Mm. And if you're not paying attention to what that announcer said, you done missed your stop. You cooking this. Okay. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> <laughs> but my, my mentor said that to yeah. me and I took that, um, you know, and it stuck with me. But then I'm going to take it even further back. It was like a confirmation when he kind of told me that because my grandmother told me that a dream without a destination is just you sleep. Mm. Mm. Like granny. Hello, Grams. Mm. (laughs) Rest her soul. Yes. I remember uh, she told me that in, and it's so funny because um, dream without a destination destination just means you sleep. sleep. Right. Mm. Like, because you're just dreaming, but if you're not going anywhere, like then we're, like what's right. your what's your end goal? Right. Like and yeah. and ultimately if you don't have that then it, you're you're kinda like, you know, you're you're literally just wandering. You're you're a hamster on, yeah, the, hamster wheel. on the wheel. Right. Sure. So like that ties into how do you know you're going someplace? Like if you don't have those tough conversations with yourself in retrospect, mm-hmm. and then not only just you you get you have the right tribe and community around you to ask them or and sometimes you don't even have to ask them right. they'll just solicit it right i see your growth and it's just like oh that was a train stop uh, <laughs> you know what right, i mean right, right, that was right, a train right, stop right, right there like having those people around you are going to be so vital to you knowing that you're not running in place and you're not just busy just to be busy like mm. you're you're making progress towards whatever your goal is and typically i think whatever your goal is aligns with what your purpose is mm. you are a independent woman i am but i didn't sign up for it. <laughs> no i wanted so i'm gonna take it to relationships right mm-hmm. i feel this is applicable for relationships mm-hmm and um so i was talking i was talking to a friend um the other day a friend of the show and we were talking about how i can't remember who exactly it was but it was it was some chick it was somebody who had kids mm-hmm. I, f- I feel like we were talking about kim and kanye okay somehow and how Kim is supposed to be independent or like the independent movement is here and all of that. And Kim is getting a bag on her own. Mm -hmm. And yet she was still given $200,000 of Kanye's money for some reason. So that took us into. Oh, okay. I was confused. Okay. I'm following. Right. So, you know, they got divorced and then Mm -hmm. she got the child support. support, And it was just like, what does she need support for? She's independent and then i was saying how they have a ton of kids and as glor- we glorify we glorify that so much but mm-hmm. that's now a broken family right ultimately unfortunately and what a lot of independent women see is what kim is doing mm-hmm. but they not kim right they, yeah. and they couldn't be kim on kim's worst day so that woman is very smart i don't care what nobody say about her that woman is is extremely smart and i love that for her 
I love that for her. I'm not hating on Kim. No, I'm not saying you yeah. are, but I'm just making that like statement, like because I feel like a lot of people put her down. But rather than put her down, if you see what her her intentions were, that woman was very intentional about how she did it. Did she make mistakes along the way or whatever? Of course, who wouldn't, right? Like, but the fact that she did what she had to do to get to where she wanted, that woman is a billionaire, and speak speak your uh your salary and your your bank account like but, i'm speaking because i'm gonna be there with her <laughs> but even in a even in the law the law knows that support is needed right is what i was saying okay and right, right. what i was and that's what i was getting at was there are so many women out here who probably need support mm-hmm. and they've been doing it by themselves independently mm-hmm. so long that they don't even know how to accept real mm-hmm. help mm-hmm. or a real man. Okay. And I'm, 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 and that's why, you know, I said that, you know, claiming independence can be harmful. It can be. Because even Beyonce had a song, All My Independent Ladies, but it was with Jay. The whole time. Right. And, and this, is, this is something that is pushed out there. So my it question is. to you is, have you ever seen that where Yes. I checked my, I, I, I checked my mom on it. It's so crazy because so when my mom was in the hospital, right? And if you know me, my I, my mom is the same way. Like we're very outgoing. Like yeah. people talk to us, whatever. So the nurses used to love us. So they were all of all of them would be in our room or whatever. So this one um lady um was talking about she wanted to have a kid, but she was just waiting for her man, you know, her husband, whatever. Ah, ah, ah. And my mother was like, "Oh, you could do it." Such. I was like, "Don't you get her that badass advice?" Like, <laughs> I was like, "No, don't tell no woman that she could do it by herself." I said because ultimately, you are. It's not that that she can if she had to, right? right. But you, I do realize that who's really going to be impacted is that child. Right. That child need both of their parents. Like, and you, if you can help it allow both of those parents to be under the same roof. Like right. why, right. why would you want her to go through the struggle? Like, like you didn't go through the struggle by yourself because my father was very active. Granted y'all are not together, but you had my, my grandfather, my grandmother, mm-hmm. you have my mm-hmm. aunt. Like, yes, you had a tribe in fact to help you, which is great. However, why would you, why would you tell somebody to volunteer to do this by themselves? It ain't easy. Like, granted, I don't have kids, but I was raised in the house with just the mom. And my dad was very present. They just wasn't together. Cooking and cleaning is like a big thing in our culture. And it's like <laughs> an ever-going conversation like, since the oh 2000s, prior to we was born. But even men just be like, if I pay all the bills and stuff, I just don't want to do that. Right. Men don't ever be like, you know what? Now, granted, there are a lot of men who say I can do I can do it myself. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. But let them get somebody who can help them with it. Let them get somebody who can add value and do that. So like I just I just feel like that, like the the movement and you can you can attest to this. But the movement is to put women in a very, very uncomfortable space mm-hmm. that I've seen it when they get older. And if they do have kids. Mm-hmm. It's a struggle to allow someone in mm-hmm. and it's a struggle to even connect because you think that you always right and you don't 
So you don't want to talk. You don't want to even it's, discuss it's, it. It's so funny because I feel like this is one of those cliche posts that they be posting on social media, whatever. But um, I feel like people have gotten away from um, just the understanding of a helpmate. Mm. Your your partner is supposed to be a helpmate, right? Mm-hmm. What happens in your four walls, in my opinion, depends on how you guys help each other. Right. Like I grew up in a house where my uncle was a chef. Right. My uncle did the cooking, but my uncle also was the the, the breadwinner. Right. And it wasn't so much as that he was forced to do. Granted, my aunt did cook or whatever. Right. She helped maintain the house. And, you know, for the most part, she worked as well. However, like some people may have a problem with that. And it's just like what works for you and your helpmate works for you and your helpmate. But don't. And I actually tell like friends that I've, I've actually had this conversation many times with friends like something my dad taught me along with like my uncle, my grandfather, men are fixers. Like I had to learn mm. that even just more recently when I would call my dad and I wanted to vent. Right. Like understand it. Me calling him the vent. He was already trying to fix it. Right. <laughs> like like the the role of of men in my life right and what i've witnessed and even other people's if you call a man with a problem they're going to try to fix it yeah, like we ain't got they, time for problems because they don't want to <laughs> they don't want to keep hearing it it's like see a what need, we gonna do about it see a need fill a need complete right. the need like mm-hmm. like or, or say that again see a need fill a need fix the need like mm-hmm. <laughs> so it's just like when you when you understand i feel like it's no difference than knowing your audience. And we talked about it a little before, like emotional intelligence. Like if you know that, um, and I feel like this is something too, that we get away from innate abilities and learned abilities, Mm. right? Like if, and you know, I always joke and say to some friends that, you know, um, that feel like they are on the same quote unquote, more or less playing field with their man if somebody jumped out, are you going to move to the side? Mm. Or are you going to jump in front of your man? <laughs> what, what you going to do? Right. Because most times the man, right? Like you not even, what woman you know? I mean, granted, there might be some. I mm-hmm. can't speak. Mm-hmm. But a man is naturally going to step forward. Like, excuse me? What happened? Right. Like, right. you know what I mean? Like for the most part, not all. Because there are some. Yeah, you know that are not that um, equipped that with rough. those equipped with those um, innate abilities. Yeah. <laughs> um, but for the most part, it's just like um, since like chill. Like I, I tell friends, I feel like a lot of times um, <laughs> they don't respect their man. So mm-hmm. because they don't respect their man, like and and or that man have not offered you peace or whatever that looks like for you. Where to where you can be comfortable to you feel comfortable with the decisions that he make to where it's just like it's it's a constant battle. Right. And it's like until you've experienced that, like you're never going to really like fall back, like and not be so like raw or like I'll do it. Like I don't want to do it. Like my man around my wrist break. Right. <laughs> I well, can't do nothing. I, I just think that in in like you said, a helpmate. Who doesn't want help? Yes. Like who the, doesn't want support? That that is so and and it's stupid. But not only that, <laughs> understand that help and peace is going to be different for everyone, right? Right. And you have to, and I think that's what it is. 
in my opinion. Mm. I feel like a lot of people don't know themselves, don't know what their other per- what they need their other person to have to help them feel more like at peace mm. because they don't know. Right. Like because they're so busy trying to survive and maintain or whatever. So because they don't know that it's just like, how do I know what I need from you? And I don't even actually know what I need for myself. Like, Mm. because all I know is I need a shelter. I need this. I need that. Like, you know, I I need this, the, the, the normal things more or less, but not realizing that sometimes that thing you feel like he's not giving you maybe support right mm. like sometimes explaining to your partner like babe when i'm excited about something not saying you got to jump up and down but if you can show some of that excitement for me that would mean the world to me or right. or if i'm being celebrated for something show up like mm-hmm. you know just whatever that may be for that person like literally just being able to to one express that and for your partner to receive it and then just show up how it is that you need mm. Yeah, it's a, it's a lot of good men out here. Like you said, you know, your father was that for you. Then you had, you know, your mom had uh, your grandfather and mm-hmm. my uncles and your yeah. uncles. And that takes me to another thing that I have here because uh, and I, I touched on it on another podcast, but I wanted to um, bring it up here. Regular people and on the media. Because I, I feel like. um. You know, it's, I don't hear about it as much, but sometimes people still need to hear the numbers because there are good men out there. Yes. And there are good fathers out there. I do a lot. And I'm looking at one. <laughs> and there, there, there are good black fathers out here. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, uh, I found this, this clip and it was talking about how, you know, great we actually are. And it, the caption says, stop lying on black men. Period. So let me try to. So here's the thing. There is some uh, information out there, statistics, that make it seem like that is true. And that is what a lot of this belief is based on. The fact that uh, the CDC said back in 2013 that in nearly 72% of births to non-Hispanic black women, the mothers were unmarried. And uh, that sort of information is used to underlie basically everything that hypothetically the government could do to benefit this population, the answer is the dads just aren't around. The families are split up. They're not actually doing anything. Although when you actually look into the day-to-day interactions of African-American dads with their Mm. kids, they are not just meeting other groups. They are Mm. in fact exceeding them. Mm. Let's bring up this chart and see examples of this. So um, (laughs) on the left, you have fathers living with their children. On the Mm -hmm. right, fathers not living with their Mm -hmm. children. Now, how involved is each group in these different categories. So in terms of they fed or ate meals with their children daily, by five points, black dads are actually more likely to do that than white dads and more likely than Hispanic dads. In terms of bathing their kids, again, significantly more likely. That is, uh, they're just barely beaten out and playing with children (laughs) to white dads, but 0.5, probably margin of error. Um, Look, I ain't gonna let the whole thing run. That that was shady, that last part, I ain't gonna hold you. Probably a margin of error. Ooh, that's shade. Uh, look, man, we, we he he pretty much laying down the stats that there are good brothers out here, whether mm-hmm. we're in the home, whether we're stepfathers, mm-hmm. whether um, you know, the house has been split up. Mm-hmm. We are with our kids. So, so the my message here is you can find a helpmate to my sisters <laughs> yes you can't you just gotta be open like i got a girlfriend that's about to be 50 okay. right 
and I set her up on online dating. Right, <laughs> right. It was it's it's been an experience. Maybe we got to do a, a podcast on that because right. it's to follow her journey because it's hilarious. But like it was so funny because she called me and she was like, "Well, how soon do you give your number out, or how do you do this?" And I, you know, just kind of explaining different right. things to her. And she's like, "Well, this 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 or this," and, and I was like, "Remember." Before I set this up, right. what did I tell you? Right. You have to be open to this mm-hmm. experience, mm-hmm. right? Like you have to be open. You have to be willing to try something different, mm-hmm. right? Like don't be so, oh, it has to be this or ha-, like you have to be open. Now, I'm a firm believer on having your non-negotiables, right? Boundaries. Right? You know, like you should not be dating if you have not defined what your non-negotiables are mm-hmm. because- you're going to always be wavering somewhere. But once you def- you define that, understand the difference between your non-negotiables and what your preferences are. You about to say something. You shouldn't be dating if you haven't healed. So yes, but then also no, right? But but let me tell you my yes, right? Okay. Like um I feel like we're never 100% healed because things are still going there's this their trauma that's going to be triggered, right? We we don't have control over that, right? But what I say is you should be healed enough to know what your trauma is to be able to actually talk to it, yeah. right? But you're never going to be like, that's just like, you know, my my grandparent, my grandmother has been passed for 27 years and my mom and them still feel a way about it, right? Like you, you, yes. you feel a way about how you feel, but but what I'm saying is everyone does not have a um, a specific timeline on how they do things. But if you can speak to it and, and communicate to your partner, because this is emotional intelligence, right. and speak to your partner what your traumas are right. and tell them what your triggers are, then that's different because you there are some things you may never get over. You may never get over being raped, unfortunately, or something like that. But if you know what those traumas are that come with it and you get a partner and you can have that dialogue, yeah. Then that's different. I cut my finger open trying to cut hot dogs before. Frozen mm-hmm. hot dogs, right? The scar's still there. Mm-hmm. Did it heal? Yes. Mm-hmm. That's the type of healing I'm talking about. Like, you, the scar is still there. You know the scar is there. Mm-hmm. I acknowledge that, right? Mm-hmm. I, I ruptured my Achilles. Mm-hmm. I'm never going to be the same on the right side of my body, right? Gotcha. It healed, though. Right. That's all I'm saying. I got like, you. It, it doesn't have to be perfect. No, mm-hmm. And that's the problem I think that we all have. Like the perfect thing that you said was, I said perfect twice, open. Mm-hmm. You have to be open. What Denzel was talking about is you have to be open to growth, right? Bringing people with you. Mm-hmm. We, we talk, And that's essentially what I'm saying in a nutshell for this entire episode is you have to be open to being better, right? There's, right. There's no like stop hustling, mm-hmm. start building. Mm-hmm. And you can't always do that by yourself. No, you got to you have some type of help to do that. Yeah. But who wants to do that by themselves? It's like, a lot of people who wear like a badge of honor. No, like the term single dad, mom shouldn't be a badge of honor. If, if you're doing what you're supposed to do, you're supposed to do that anyway. <laughs> I, I believe that. Stop wearing it. Stop wearing it as if that is going to make people think more highly of you. Right. 
Get get with somebody. But so it's, it's funny I'm, you I'm say not, that. I'm not pushing people to get with, but you no, I got, you I get should. what you're saying. But it, it's almost kind of like <laughs> one of those things where I feel, uh, or what I I I believe I should say rather that um, everyone doesn't know, or there's there's many definitions of a parent, mm. right? So when people, in my opinion, when they wear that as a badge of honor is because with their definition of they exceed in that, right? So yeah. it's like, okay, and, and more or less, sometimes it's probably because of what they grew up around or right. what they see or whatever. So it's like, I'm doing all of this in this. So it's like, so because of that, right? Because our definitions of things are going to be totally different. Right. So it's like, they're wearing it as a badge of honor because of the fact that, the things that they got there, there. I have so many friends that proud themselves on being a great mom, right. and a lot of the times is because they are in fact great right. moms, whatever the case may be. But a lot of times it's because they compare themselves to their mom. But well, my thing is, if you're a great mom, who are you as a woman? Right. A lot of a lot of quote unquote great moms can't answer that. Right, and I I truly believe that. Like I. Something I and, um, and and to my fellas, man, if she if she's super independent and she don't need you, <laughs> keep it moving. <laughs> just just keep going because there's somebody that because there's somebody that's out there my, that needs a, a great guy like yourself. My I had okay. Well, let me say this before I say that. Um, something I came to a realization actually um, last year, right when in my do not disturb. Uh, <laughs> cleanse mm-hmm. um as i had a moment where i didn't really like my parents um, <laughs> um and, it, and I'm, I'm joking when i say that but um i realized um they were people first right. and then my parents second and and i had to learn the difference between the two right and i'm a big old whopping 36 years old and it took me a, a long time to to separate the two of my parents. Now, the crazy thing is I did it with other people, but because I had this standard of them being my parents that I thought they were supposed to do certain things. And it's just like, but that's my definition. What their definition of being a parent is not the same as mine. Right. And and coming to terms with that was a was like a huge eye opener in accepting them from people and then as my parent made made our relationship better. Mm. Like and and I, I believe that people have a problem with, you know, parents in general have a problem with dividing who they are as a person and who they are as a parent. It's because they wrap themselves up in being a parent. There are some people I know that feel like their purpose is supposed to be a parent. Right. Right. And, but I disagree. Right. But I also don't have kids. Right. Because I I believe that if I'm not a good person, I can't be a good parent. <laughs> like if I don't take care of me. How can I take care of anyone else? Right. Like, but everyone is different. Like, yeah. I truly believe that, you know, you get whatever's running over in my cup, not what's in my cup. Mm. And, and and just certain people are different in the way they operate. And in that statement, it's not being selfish, like to being able to make sure that you're good. Because if you make sure that you could, your kids are going to be great. 
because they're going to see someone that's happy. They're going to see someone that's healthy. They're going to see someone that's thriving and they're going to benefit from all of the things that you're pouring into yourself that you're now able to in turn pour into them. And, and that's just my personal opinion of just, you know, being able to take care of yourself to make sure that you can be a great parent. Oh, oh and then the other thing I was going to say um, in reference to um, the need, like I've told friends that like, you know, if <laughs> I had a friend, I remember she was like, she had just went grocery shopping, but she didn't like shop shop, but she had went grocery shopping yeah. and her guy friend came over and let's just say she was missing two things. Right. Mm-hmm. And he was like, oh, we need to go get you some groceries. I, 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 I. Right. And she was like, no, we don't. I just went. I was like, sis, stop. Right. <laughs> that man saw you needed something. <laughs> that'd be the that'd be the that stubbornness that that uh, I got it. It's just it's just funny. Dudes be looking at you like you goofy or asking. <laughs> I'm a firm believer. Closed mouth don't get fed. You never know what you're going to get unless you say something. What? I was getting happy birthday. Oh, what you give me for my birthday? But like she needed. (laughs) You got food. You don't want a man to buy you some food for your house. I do. So if you out there, (laughs) we could get a deep freezer. freezer We've unpacked this. If you guys enjoyed this episode, please let us know in the comments below. Uh, any last words? You can take the trash out. You can put gas in my car. What do you need to do? You we out, do. man. We appreciate you for listening wherever you are. I want to thank you all and be sure to keep growing, keep going, and keep it up with you. Make sure to like, comment, share, and most importantly, keep it up. Now.